0: This Go Bowling at the Glen DFS Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon score-exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportscamblypodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Driver Start Yours Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeba. I'm Rod Villa Gomez, and once again, as we have been all week, we're back on the road. Watkins Glen. It is the Go Bowling at the Glen. Uh, it's definitely a race that uh, has been on the track or on the on the circuit rather for a very long time, but we enjoy seeing it every year. So I'm glad they keep bringing it back, Cody. I- I'm glad they love us enough to keep doing that.
1: Yeah, it's a good track. It's good good racing. I mean, we've talked about some of the, the incredible races we've had there. Uh, it seems to be a track that continues to produce that. So, uh, with the way that racing has been this year and and lately here, I would say we're probably in for, for another pretty decent one this weekend.
0: I would hope so. Uh, obviously, we talked about it too earlier in the, I believe it was the Cup Series uh, episode, that this is the first time in a couple of years. But even before that, they hadn't really run back-to-back road course races on a schedule so a little bit of a twist going into this season running back-to-back road courses as we start to solidify our way to the playoffs but um again i mean last week we saw michael mcdowell end up winning this race or winning it indy and it's just i i don't know that all of the floodgates have been bust open for another surprise winner but i don't know i don't think so not this week (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, it's 2021. They did the back-to-back road courses, but that's the only time in in the modern era of NASCAR that they've done back-to-back. So, is definitely something different. Obviously, we've got six now. Watkins Glen used to be one of the two before 2020, when they kind of shifted to to having more road courses. But yeah, I mean, McDowell winning last week was great, and and I think that this car continues to show because if you go back and you know to to the old car, and it was. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, a little bit of Martin Truex. Like, those three guys were going to win the road courses. No ifs, hands or buts about it. And you really didn't get many other winners. You had, a, a, you know, a couple pop up here and there and, and win some. But for the most part, like, they were the guys to look at. And now with this new car, look at all the different winners we've had on road courses. I mean, Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez and Tyler Reddick has established himself as one of the top guys. And then Larson still won. Elliott, the, the road course king, quote-unquote, doesn't have any wins in the in the next-gen car on road courses so far, and um, now Michael McDowell comes in and gets a win. SVG gets a win if you want to count that as a road course. I don't. Street course different thing, but uh, I mean, it, it, there has been a lot more parity for sure, uh, and so I think that that's been fun to see, but we talked about a lot on the Cups episode, and eh, for the most part, I'm going to stick to that, although one of my picks is, is a younger driver. Spoiler alert, but Uh, I think this track is going to lean heavy into the veterans. You look back at how Watkins Glen has been in the past. You look at all the starts. I mean, my, my biggest comparison in that episode was Martin Truex jr. 16 times has started on this track, Tyler Reddick only twice. Um, that's a big, big discrepancy in starts and experience. This type of track seems to me to lend a little bit more to the veterans. Um, and again, it's it's different times now, obviously with having all these extra road courses, but I still think it's going to be a pretty veteran laden race. I think it's going to be the normal quote unquote road course guys, and uh, I'd be pretty surprised at a at a Cinderella appearance this week. Uh, will be no no stage cautions again, so there is that opportunity for it, like last week, to have one guy that dominates the race, much like a Michael McDowell does. Um, and we talked about it the last six races in a row have been won from inside the top six. So when it comes to DFS lineups, you're going to have to pick out that dominator up front that's starting in the top six because good chance that's where someone is going to come from. Obviously, as we record this on Thursday night, we don't have the starting lineup just yet, but uh, that's going to be something to keep in mind when you do build those lineups is probably going to be one of those guys that hangs out out front most of the race, barring some strategy and other things. So you have to identify that guy and, uh, and get in on him.
0: Yeah, and really, if you want to go back and look at historically, Chase Elliott, twenty nine laps out of ninety that he led in twenty twenty two. Before that, Martin Truex Jr. led thirty four laps. Uh, Kyle Larson led twenty seven laps. After that, uh, you go back to twenty twenty or twenty nineteen rather, where uh, Elliott led eighty laps. Uh, around this track only one uh, two other drivers had led a lap in that one. So uh, Another just a, a dominant day in that as well. So you're right. There's there's definitely the opportunity you need to, to catch these guys They're gonna lead massive laps chase Elliott again in 2018 leading 52 laps of this race it's just been uh, one of those dominating fashions where if they get up front and like Cody said with no stage breaks anymore with no cautions being thrown um, it's a matter of finding those people Identifying them And uh, and sticking with them All the way through And of course we will tell you Our favorite drivers This is of course the DFS episode Kind of buried the lead on that one Where we give you our favorite DFS plays At this point I'm pretty sure You know at this point If you've listened to this show long enough You you know that this is our DFS episode This late in the week So hopefully you've gotten and listened To the betting episodes and everything So get you squared away there But we'll come back after We tell you about game time I know that buying tickets is a stressful endeavor, especially if you're trying to buy them last minute. If you decide, well, maybe I can make it to this concert, but you've already waited till like a week before and you're scrambling, trying to figure out how am I gonna get these tickets? Game time is your answer. They make buying last minute tickets less stressful because you get plenty of flash deals that will help you actually get better savings on those last minute tickets. And if you were to buy them a month in advance, how ga- how good is that? I mean, listen, when you're buying tickets, you expect to get gouged. But with game time, these flash sales on sports, music, comedy, theater, and whatever it is that you basically want, Game Time's usually got it for you. They got all these deals on last minute tickets. So you can stop stressing altogether. Again, they're easy to find, they're easy to buy. And not to mention, you're gonna get pictures From the seat where you are buying your tickets from. So you can actually see the view from wherever it is that you are trying to buy your tickets. I cannot think of a buying experience more satisfying than that. So, snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the code SGPN. You're going to get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create the account. Redeem the code SGPN. For twenty dollars off, download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Maybe you're looking for uh, tickets to Watkins Glen, and you waited a little bit long. Game Time can help you out there, so make sure you check them out. Uh, there you go. I'm, uh, I'm so, I'm
1: like, I'm so bad at being the last-minute guy. Like, I like to plan in an advance a lot of the times, but then it's like. Well, you know, so many things pop up and maybe we'll go, maybe we'll do, we'll see how we feel that day. We'll see how we feel the day before. I'm always trying to get last minute things. So I think
0: that uh, this
1: app's going to help me out a lot.
0: That app's going to save your life. It is. It is. All right. It is, of course, as we said, the go bowling at the Glen, not the packed uh, loaded road course ringer list as we had before. We talked about it in the in the betting show. Mike Rockefeller back in the 42, Andy Lawley back in the 15, but outside of that, it's kind of it. There's no other real road course ringers.
1: Yeah, which I think uh, is important to show you how much the teams even feel like maybe this isn't the best place for those guys to come in and really have a shot to compete. Um, obviously, SVG was brought in originally just for the Chicago street course. Made a lot of sense. Brody Kostecki, his his uh, ride was already planned before the SVG win, and that had been the track that they had targeted. Was Indy last week? Again, I think we see a little bit of a different story this week. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to get into it, Rod, if you are. Yeah,
0: well, let me just break down for you: 90 laps around this 2.45 mile road course, 220 uh, miles. So, lap leaders, like we said, you gotta you gotta identify those guys that are gonna lead laps because laps are at a premium so uh yes indeed all right well then cody if you're ready i'm ready let's uh let's get to our yeah, high it's, price It's gonna be
1: lap led and finishing position gonna be important i'm gonna pivot rod potentially so i'm gonna let you go first because we don't have we're we're it's been a busy day we don't have a document today you know my picks so we could make sure we didn't have the wrong ones but are the same ones i'm gonna let you go first today because i'm gonna make a pivot in my picks but i don't want to steal yours if uh if you were already playing this
0: look at you all right well fine uh i'm gonna go where probably nobody's going right now and that's tyler reddick at ten thousand three hundred dollars it's a tough one it's definitely for gpp it's not necessarily one that you are going to feel comfortable with however i will tell you that according to our guy uh ryan over there at ifantasyrace.com tyler reddick ranks second as far as traditional road course total speed rankings, he comes in with a 7.5 average speed ranking uh, to Chase Elliott's 5.0. Uh, he had a second in Coda 2022. As far as speed rankings, 18th at Sonoma, second at Road America, 12th at the Watkins Glen, first at Coda, 10th at Sonoma. We know that Tyler Reddick and you had talked about it too just a second ago that um, he's only got two starts on this track, but they've both been top ten finishes. Tenth in 2021, seventh in 2022. He actually led laps in 2022 as well. You want to talk about what he's done this season? Well, he won earlier in Austin, which is more of a traditional road course than the Roval than anything like that. Um, he started second in Sonoma. He had speed at Sonoma. Unfortunately, we know that his day did not go the way he wanted it to. He finished 33rd there. Chicago, we're throwing that out for whatever. We don't care. We. I've, I feel bad for Chicago. We don't count them for anything in this, but... Um, well, it'll
1: be a nice street comp when we have other street races.
0: Yeah, there you go. That'll be all we needed. Um, but last week, listen, he battled back. And, and I made this point earlier on, uh, on the back road. I just came off of the back road with... Seth and Elliot on In Between Media. So go check that out on their YouTube channel as well. I said you can get one of two Reddicks. You can get the Reddick that finished fourth last week at Indy, right? Battle his way to a fourth place Indy. Or you could get the guy that finished 35th at Gateway, 33rd at Sonoma, 30th at Nashville, 28th at Chicago, 27th at Atlanta. That's a terrible stretch of races for the guy. You can get either one of those guys. But I am willing to take a chance in at least one of my lineups this week on Tyler Reddick being the guy that found uh, uh, something, again, in a road race, right, that finished fourth. That was a tough indie race. There were no cautions to bail you out. You had to do it through strategy. You had to do it through speed. And and even though he started second, right, I think he was one of the ones that didn't take uh, slicks right away either. So he had to actually battle his way back up to the top, and he did. He finished fourth in that race. I'm just saying right now, I know that the price is a little bit... uh, gross for most people at 10,300 he's he's among the top but I think if he does well he's going to benefit you and I don't think a lot of people are willing to pay that price for him
1: yeah he's high risk but high reward at the same time we know what he's capable of on road courses I mean he has been the best driver on road courses in the next gen era over these two seasons both in his eight Chevrolet and now in his 45 Toyota transferred over um and yeah I'm not as high on him this week but The ceiling is, potential is there. The floor is pretty small too, so it is the high-risk part. But in the GPPs, those are the things you need to separate yourself. He's definitely got the potential to do it, so I do like it uh, as a GPP play. I was going to give out Chase Elliott 11000 He's at the top of the board. You know how I feel about him. I talked about him on the show. He is going to be extremely popular this week. In my opinion, you're probably going to have to play him in cash games almost even as a defensive pick, so he doesn't burn you, um, but in GPPs, you're going to want to get away from him because he is going to be, he's always popular, right? He's, he's probably one of the most roster drivers week in and week out. He gets the popularity bump. It's the, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Lakers, like we get it, right? He gets that bump, um, but and then everybody, I hate it, Rod, everybody and their brothers picking him this week. I hate picking him, but had to do it anyways, um, so I wanted to mention that, but I think as, as I looked at it more, the guy up at the top of this list here in the high tier prices that you have to have in your lineup this week is Martin Truex Jr. 10,500. Martin Truex Jr. is really good at this place. We talked about him last week, right? He was a favorite going into the race. Didn't really impress as much as he should have. Maybe you know, based on where the odds were, still ended up with a decent finish in seventh place. But if you go back and you look, Sonoma and Watkins Glen, are where he's been good at. We called that out at what thirty-five to one at Sonoma. He comes out, stomps the field, wins the race. Absolute! Oh, he won me so much money in DFS that day because I played him because I knew it was coming, uh, and it panned out nicely at Watkins Glen. He has been amazing. Again, going to go back to uh, Ryan and I fantasy race some of his statistics here. Last year, not good. We're throwing it out. Toyota was shitty on road courses. Martin Tricks Jr. was retired, so I'm not counting it. 2021. He finished third. He won stage two. He led the race high 34 laps. Best average running position, 3.5 throughout the race. Um, Second in total speed rankings and his speed uh, over the segments were first, first, second, and eighth. No race here in 2020, but 2019, he finished second, had the second best total speed ranking. Fastest driver in the late run, 3.3 running average. 2018, when he battled it out with Chase Elliott there at the end, couple more laps, he would have probably caught Elliott and passed him and not had Elliot get his first career win, but he was right there with him the whole time. 2017, won the race, led 24 laps. 2016, was running second uh, as they came up to take the checkered flag, got spun out, ends up finishing in seventh. But he has been amazing on this track. Uh, and speaking to how he was at Sonoma, speaking to how he was here, I think that we're almost get two different Martin Truex juniors on the road courses, right? The, the rovals, maybe those aren't quite his thing. He doesn't have the experience. He's got 16 starts on a track like this. He's been doing this a long time. He's had good finishes here. We talked about this on the betting episode. Good finishes here at DEI, Dale Earnhardt Incorporated when he drove for them. Good finishes on Michael Waltrip racing. Uh, had good finishes there. Good finishes at Furniture Row. Maybe you don't want Martin Tricks Jr. to uh, drive for you because all three of those no longer around, but he's been around a long time, so it's uh, it's acceptable, right? And now at JGR, he's had really good finishes there as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think if you have to pick one guy at the top of the board, Martin Tricks Jr. is the guy you absolutely have to have this weekend because he's been so good here. He's been so good this year. Obviously, he can wrap up the regular season title this weekend. Everything is going in his way getting slept on just a little bit, right? We talked about his number on on the betting show, plus 750 after being the massive favorite last week. They might have got it backwards, right? This might have been the week where he should have been the favorite. Not last week. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe some people are going to lay off him because oh, he only oh, that's, that's where you can take advantage of guys not having the best. Like McDowell's going to be super popular from last week. Suarez is going to be popular. Elliott's going to be popular. Redick and Truex, not so much because they had good finishes last week, but they weren't super impressive, and People are going to have that fresh in their minds. Uh, so, love Martin Truex Jr. this weekend. 10500
0: Get no argument for me out of Martin Truex Jr. I love him. I think he's going to do well. So, uh, definitely a good DFS play for you and a good anchor for a GPP uh, or even a cash game at that matter. So, let's take a second to tell you about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Patreon is where you get exclusive access to contests, which include our NFL win totals contest. You get a $1,000 First place prize with that. Besides season-long contest, you also got a weekly contest just for the patrons. In fact, prize is already up there. If you want to know what it is, go join right now. Not only that, but you get an SGP Stories podcast. What's that? It's a completely ad-free, full of behind-the-scenes stories from the SGPN we joked about it last time. I think I'm lining it up. Cody is going to read you Good Night Moon every single night on the Patreon, so make sure you're in there. Uh, in the Discord channel as well, just for the patrons. Only you folks can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part. Sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. Learn more at Marines.com. Early reviews are in, Cody. People love your good night moon readings, so uh, you're going to need to keep them up. I'm just saying.
1: I guess, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they've enjoyed it. I, I guess that's all I'll have to keep up on on the good night moon. <laughs>
0: uh i love it and by the way look for those of you um i know ty tiger had said that uh the the first 20 minutes of last yesterday's episode on the xfinity was the best uh best 20 minute intro ever i'm here to tell you man i i had a lot of fun with that i love that you guys love it because 244 episodes in and i'm pretty sure we've hit our stride (laughs) at this point
1: yeah. We, uh, boy, that, I think that was definitely our most off the rails episode, but uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I uh, did some grocery shopping for the family today. Ranch ended up being on the list. So as I'm grabbing the bottle for my wife and daughter, I'm just like, ugh, gross. I, I'm telling <laughs> you, dude, I, you saw the discord earlier I too, saw right? The, yep. Rod sent me a picture of his bottle of ranch. To Cody with love. Uh, I had hey, it, I it on my people- salad today. So my guy, Rye Cape, he's on board with me. He says the ranch is disgusting. Uh, we had someone check in. That's a chef said that that ranch is. Uh, I mean, if you can't take a chef's word for it, right, that's uh, that's who who else could you take for it? And that was uh, I really got to learn some of these discord names. Dos Flacos 317. He's a popular contributor over there. He said coming from a lifetime chef's last hospitality industry professional. It's bone in wings. The group first he's agreed with me. With their choice of hot hot sauce or blue cheese, which blue cheese, whatever. We that's a whole another conversation. That's like double mold. I don't really understand that either. But ranch,
0: although very popular, is disgusting. So couldn't agree more. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I love our group over there. First of all, and second of all, it's just it's so funny to me that. Boneless wings and ranch resonate so much with the audience. It's just, it blows right. my mind. You never know so, what the touchstones are until you right. hit them.
1: But what get people talking, <laughs> Gabriel Conrad, he said over there, he's craving some bone and wings. Yeah, he is. Seriously. I should have, I don't know why I didn't grab them today, but I should have picked some up while I was at the store. Uh, and then, yeah, shout out to Hammonds over there. Jumped in saying he's not too active in the discord, but really wanted to say he enjoys every podcast, all the information, all the hard work. So we really appreciate kind Kind words and messages like that. So uh, shout out to all you guys, great community over there. I'm trying to not look at it right now because they're talking about the SRX race, which neither of us have had a chance to watch. No, no, not try, yet. Try. I'm going to try and actually avoid spoilers. We'll see if I make it or not. But uh, I gotta, I've got to be on the uh the live draft, the 24 hours of, of draft day at midnight my time. So I got a nap in earlier. I'm trying to uh to prep and stay awake because I'm not usually up that late, but. Uh, I might, I'll have some SRX to keep me, keep me up for a while. At least (laughs) you're
0: the man. All right. Well, in the meantime, we have mid-tier drivers to get to Cody. I will uh, secede the floor to you. Who is your mid-tier driver?
1: We're going to switch it up and go back to me now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. People love your voice, Cody. They love you.
1: Well, we know that yours is the, the true professional voice that everyone loves, Uh, but I'm here anyways. Uh, (laughs) All right. I am going to go off of my veteran laden talk this week and go to my guy rod mr tyler gibbs he is 8600 this dude is good at racing he's good at road courses just got done talking about his teammate martin trex jr and how good they've been here i expect another good week from gibbs again at 8600 it was funny somebody was watching an old uh, old nascar race and they posted it in the discord um and they i think from 2018 They were talking about how if you remember that year was the big three right it was was it harvick kyle bush and truex i think it was those three and like they won like nine races each it was something crazy like just they won every week it was one of those three guys like pick your poison right and so he went and looked up odds and kyle larson was like plus 1800 or something to win it like a new hampshire like an oval and it's like wow can you can you imagine getting larson at those odds And i'm like that's exactly we're going to be thinking about Ty Gibbs in a couple of years. Do you remember when we used to get Ty Gibbs 20 to one, because it's not going to happen anymore, but I do love some Ty Gibbs been pretty good here in his limited number of starts. Again, he doesn't have all the experience. Everybody else does. He won the 2021 Xfinity series race led 43 laps. Last year was beating Kyle Larson on this track, dueling it out with William Byron in epic fashion. They end up taking each other out late and of course doesn't get the result, but he did lead 25 laps throughout that race as well. Last year in the Cup Series race, a little bit rough. I think he ended up in 26, so wasn't wasn't the best for his first Cup Series start. But I do think that, he's again, he's already got that full season in the books, right? He's wrapped up the Rookie of the Year now that Noah Gragson's not racing anymore. He's, he's really, everything's underneath of him, and it's almost like he's in his second season now. Um, and so you look back at what he's done this year at road courses, ninth place at coda early in the season that's a nice solid day from a rookie early in the season 18th place at sonoma ninth place at chicago even again i'm not leaning too much into that but still an impressive finish um and last week at at indy spun out early in that race by svg no cautions to help him catch up or anything fought his way all the way back up to 12th place for a very very impressive run from a young guy i think we're going to see gibbs just continue he i mean first career start in the Xfinity Series. He won at the Daytona Road Course. He proved right away he's a road guy. He dueled it out with AJ Allmendinger last week, beat him in the Xfinity Series. He can kind of be He's such an elite road course racer. I think he can be that exception to the, to the veteran rule. So give me Ty Gibbs at 8,600.
0: And, and what's crazy about Ty is obviously we know that he is not even close to reaching his full potential. And yet, you know... I, I wonder. I wonder if we are going to see that, and I only say that because sometimes we get so enamored with a certain person that you know we we hope for the best for them, and then we don't see it. So I really do truly hope that Ty Gibbs uh, manages to continue down this path and and gets better rather than sort of flames out before he even gets started. So uh, I like your Ty Gibbs thinking this week again for DFS. You're not really even needing him to have. Uh, a winning day. You just need him to have top ten and start somewhere in the middle of the field or at least hold serve, have some fast laps, maybe lead laps on strategy, whatever, uh, to get a, a good solid day out of him. Um so I'll take that. I will turn back to your veteran status, my friend. Stop me if you've heard this name before on the show, but it's Brad K. Uh I'm taking bread K. And and the reason I'm taking him is is a couple of fold. One When you're building your DFS lineups, especially for a race like this, obviously you want to have differential from the chalk, and Brad is not going to be chalk. Brad is certainly not going to be chalk this week. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) There's not going to be a lot of people that are going to be on him. They're going to look at what he's done over the last few weeks. They're going to look at his 20th place finish last week at Indy and say, ew. And that's fine. You kind of want them to be that way because if you look back before that, First of all, Brad is at $7,100, okay? So it doesn't take a, a whole lot to return. All you're looking for is, shoot, if you get 28 points out of him, right, that's still four times what you're paying for him, which is a really good, solid return. And that's not even what his, his total fantasy points per race is at 35.1, okay? He got 25 points last week in a very poor showing at, uh, at Indy, but he was only $6,900. I was waiting for you. I was giving that nice. one Nice. There you go. Uh, he was $6,900 there, and he got you 25 points. Not like fantastic numbers, but not a bad return on that one. The week before, $8,600 got you 60 points. The week before that, finished six, got you 80 points, right? I mean, he's been able to get you. Now, granted, at Chicago, he got you 14 points, but we're not counting that. But in Sonoma, he was $7,700, got you 39 points. Not bad at that road course there. He's, he's not statistically good on this track, which is why people are going to turn around and say, yeah, I'm not going to roster him, right? 22 in, in 2022, he finished 19th after starting 15th. But in 2021, we talked about it on the betting show, right? He started on the pole, but unfortunately had to suffer a 35th place finish.
1: He got, he got Joey Logano. He got Joey Logano,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, granted, that was in the two car, but still, I mean, the talent is there for top 10 finishes. He's got six of them in his 12 starts on this track talk about veterans look no team really has been hotter than rfk lately uh, as far as what they've been able to do yes last week he had a 20th place finish at indy but before that four out of five races were top 10 finishes and two of those were top five finishes so they're on to something there at rfk i know that it's not necessarily a sexy play we're not asking him to win a nice Top 10 finish for Brad Kay. If he's especially if he starts somewhere outside of the top 15, that's going to get you a pretty decent DFS day and a nice pivot from a lot of the chalk that you're going to see in most of these lineups.
1: Yeah, it's the same reasons we talked about on the betting show, right? He's people do look at him and they think, oh not on road courses. And yes, not to win the race, probably. Although he almost won that race. Again, one of the greatest finishes in NASCAR history. Him and Ambrose, 2012. Dueling it out. Oh my goodness. What a race. But uh, uh, he's been pretty solid for the most part on road courses. few exceptions. Obviously, coda him, and Jimmy Johnson made it like five feet after the start finish line before both of their days were done. But uh, no, he's been pretty decent. And again, he's going to be very, very low roster percentage, I think, because people just think of him and they think not a road course guy and, and they just completely dismiss him, which is fine. Let him do that. He's going to be a nice, uh, solid pivot play. And so I think that uh, that's a great call out by you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, all right. We got low price drivers on the slate right after this. Hey, everybody. every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold all right cody we love to win people money but we also love to save them money in their dfs lineups because not every lineup can feature everybody in the ten thousand dollar range sometimes you got to find the value so cody who do we have as far as value is concerned uh, for this slate
1: Yeah, you do have to find some value. You have to scroll down a little bit. Uh, Again, pretty rough all the way near the bottom of this one. I don't love a ton down there, so I scrolled up a little bit, but uh, he'll fit well within uh, the budget that we've created so far. I'm going to take another guy you don't necessarily think of when you think of road courses, Rod. Austin Dillon, 6,300. Again, kind of goes a little bit under the radar. Until uh, leading into last year, he was absolutely horrendous for the most part. On road courses, he put a lot of sim time. He focused almost his entire off-season before 2022 on getting better at road courses. Had Tyler Reddick in the building to learn from as well. I think that that panned out and paid off for him. Um, Last two races here at Watkins Glen, hasn't been bad by any means. A 17th and a 15th place finish for a cheap guy like this. A solid, decent day like that is really all that you're looking for, all that you need from him. Um, go back and look at some of the earlier races this season. Up and down results throughout the season, right? But a 16th place at Indy last week. He's coming off of 19th place at Sonoma. Again, starting to become one of those veteran drivers, right? Doesn't have a, a 16 starts like a uh, Martin Truex Jr. does, but he's been in the series for a while. He's got quite a few starts on a track like this. Um, and you go over his last 12 overall races, he's only got three finishes worse than 21st place. That includes you know super speedways that includes small ovals, big ovals, road courses, street circuits all over the place there and really he's been getting you good solid finishes each week not super flashy not going to be the best car out there not going to be the worst car either though he's a guy where you can dip down a little bit save some money but you don't have to go too far down there at 6300 i think Austin Dillon is a good play this week
0: yeah, and again, for GPP plays, you're looking for guys that you can just count on to to do something, right? And Austin Dillon, as much as we have very much been off of him most of the season, can pop his head up and do well every once in a while. And let's not forget that, I mean, he still is a talented driver. He's still in the three car. It's just... We had this, this argument in the
1: Discord today. JDK just throwing strays at Austin Dillon and saying he's only got his ride because of Grandpa. You hear that a lot, but really, if you look at it like Austin Dillon, he's not a, a great driver, right? He's not Kyle Bush. He's not Kyle Larson. He's not not Denny Hamlin or Martin Trigg. You're not going to get that from him, but he's a really good driver. He's going to get you good, solid results most weeks, gets the best out of his equipment. Uh, he's not, I mean, obviously grandpa owning the team helps him get the ride there, right? But it's not, he's not the only grandson that's in the series that has like the other grandson doesn't have a rider i wonder why right because obviously he's not just giving rides to grandchildren for the hell of it right austin Dillon is is a good driver um and man he had a point last year where he had a crazy top 10 streak he was running really good uh cashed a 30 to 1 for us at daytona last fall how could you hate the guy after that um but no it's he's he is a good solid driver and i think a lot of people underrate him in that and and just have too high of expectations from him.
0: Childrens handing out rides like Werther's candies. Here you go, kid. Have a Werther's. Uh, <laughs> you get a ride. You get, you a, get ride. a ride. You get. Come here, kid. Do you want a hard candy? Ha <sighs> I think we're gonna get censored after that. Anyways, all right. So I'm gonna continue down the road of people you probably won't want to play, but you're gonna probably end up thinking, "Wow, why didn't I play him at the end of the the slate?" Let's go back to the 42 car, shall we? Let's let's go to Mike Rockefeller. <laughs> You know why? You know why, guys? Because last week at Indy, he got you 31 fantasy points. He started 37th, finished 24th. Again, you don't need a gigantic day out of a guy like Mike Rockefeller. At $5,500, if he gets you 30 points, if he finishes inside the top 25 again at Watkins Glen, which, by the way, is a more traditional road course than... Indy, right? I mean, again, I know we're talking about being veteran and having this, but for Mike Rockefeller, that you know, he this is why they brought him in for these two races is because he's comfortable on the road courses. He's comfortable driving in in these road course type races, right? He was in the Rolex Grand Am Sports Series, right? That's that's a lot of those. He was in Le Mans, right? He uh, just used to driving unorthodox tracks, which is exactly why they brought him in. You look back at what he did last season, too, um, with his two starts that were in NASCAR. He took the Charlotte Road course on, started 34th, finished 29th. Again, are you screaming and happy about that day if you're a, a Rockefeller fan? No, because he finished 29th, but that's still not a bad DFS day when you consider the other guys that are underneath them that could very much Josh Balicki. Would you feel better about Josh Balicki's chances uh, at a lowly 16.8 fantasy points per race? He got you 9 points last week, 14 the week before, 23, 8, 11. All I'm saying is that in one race, Mike Rockefeller has better than two or three races of a Josh Balicki, Right? You don't like that. Ty Dillon, we just talked about him. He could get you 38 points, but he could get you 23 points at the same time. Andy Lawley, he's not going to get you. He got you 11 points the week before uh, at, at Indy. Not good there. LaJoy, Burton, Custer. Those are all the guys underneath Rockefeller. I like Rockefeller better than all of those guys. And at $5,500, I'm taking a chance that I'm going to get a day, especially even like Watkins Glen last year. Started 33rd, finished 30th. Again. Not a spectacular day, but he's not losing you points. And he's actually finishing with at least 25 to 30 points in that range. So, um, again, no one's going to want to play him because he's in the 42, because he's a name that nobody likes. But when he comes up to you with 30 points at the end of the day, you're going to be pretty happy about that, considering you can load up with the Elliots, with the Reddicks, with the Truexes, you know, up at the top of the list. And,. And who knows? I mean, that could very well be the key to you winning a GPP tournament versus anybody else.
1: That's why this show is so great. You, things like this get highlighted. Like, if you would ask me before looking at this, like, how good did Rockefeller do last week? I've been mean, like, he was horrible. Like, You know, I didn't even realize he finished in 24th, to be honest with you. Like, that's a decent day for a guy that started in the back, this low of a price. It, it's great. Rod is going all out to try and win you some GPPs this week. Uh, get on that SGPN and uh, Patreon and maybe he'll give you three other plays to build out a full lineup of guys nobody wants to touch but could <laughs> it, could win you the week this week. Oh, I love it, Rod. This is a great play.
0: I, again, it wasn't one that I set out to to get on, but when I was doing my research and looking around – I was like, you know, this is actually not a bad play overall because that forty-two car is already it, it plagued, right? It's 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 already persona non grata for a lot of people because of what's been going on. So you could take advantage of that because no one's gonna be paying attention to lowly Mike Rockefeller. So I, I like it.
1: I, I kind of want to just on the fly quickly fill out three more guys in here that that nobody's gonna want to be on, just so we can give out a full lineup of. Of gross plays that are going to win you GPP this week, Rod. You know what? Who, who else you got? You got an average of nine thousand three hundred to spend. Still, Oof. you can go anywhere on the board.
0: You can go anywhere on the board. Uh, whew, that's a good question. Uh, look, well, I mean, listen, Seth was pretty high Danny on Joey Logano. Hamlin. Oh, well, Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Joey Logano. Sure. Yeah, Joey Logano. Joey's, Joey's a good play. He finished third here last year. We talked
1: about him for top four on the betting episode. Mm-hmm. All right, Logano's in there. You got ninety-six Suarez hundred between your two. Oh
0: god, it's so disgusting. It is so disgusting. But that's exactly <laughs> right, got, why, right? No one would want to play I him. Know.
1: All right, ninety-eight hundred. So Kyle Bush or below. Kyle Bush or below.
0: Well, nobody wants to no one wants to play Kyle Bush right now because Kyle Bush is he he even said it himself. He doesn't know, right? There you go. All right, so, so you
1: got Kyle Bush, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick, Mike Rockefeller, Daniel Suarez. That's your your gross gpp dart of the week Oof. i like it we're gonna we're gonna win some money on this one i'm entering this into a contest right i was like now. put
0: that in there because I, I don't wanna... even
1: yeah i don't even care wh- where they start doesn't matter that one's locked and loaded i'm not touching it
0: Ah, oh, that's so beautiful uh all right well then that's your gross lineup Might, we of the should week.
1: do this every week that's gonna be fun oh we gotta we gotta get it oh it's daytona next week right oh I'm so excited. we're spinning oh. the
0: wheel next week i'm oh, i'm streamlining God. that wheel i'm making we, it work uh, we're gonna spin the wheel next week guys yes next I, week is
1: going to be so you got to come back for dfs next week it's so much fun but yes we're going to have to put out more just absolutely gross lineups from on a week-to-week <laughs> basis i think just for just like a quick here's your gross lineup of the week nobody's going to want to play see if we can win some money off of
0: these <laughs> I, I, you know i'm down with that that's
1: always a good it little seems like anytime you look at the you're like how this guy won this contest and you're like the fuck i would never play to any of these guys like and this is why this is why right
0: because it's gross so (laughs) uh all right well then uh let's go over once more who we had uh for our lineups started it out with cody taking martin truex jr as his high price driver i said tyler reddick would be a a very good driver for you uh, and then Cody said Ty Gibbs would be his step down. I gave you Brett Kozlowski as my step down. Um, Cody, we've mentioned so many names. Who was your low or your uh, your low price? Uh, Austin Dillon uh, was your low yeah, price. I had driver. Austin Dillon.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: And I had Mike Rockefeller, not Rockin'. What is it? Uh, who's the other feller? Rockefeller. Rockefeller. That's it. Rockefeller. Yeah. Not Rockefeller. <laughs> rockin' Rock <in> Feller. Rockin' <laughs> Feller. I think it's late. I think it's time for us to go.
1: I gotta stay up for a couple more hours and get on this draft day.
0: Yeah, you do. At least
1: Kramer is gonna be full twelve hours into it, so he was already starting to lose it a couple hours ago when I was watching. So, hey, <laughs> man, those are no joke. Twenty-four hour a thons, yeah, and like noon to noon. I I don't think that's the time I would pick. Like, I I think you'd want to wake up in the morning and like go. And then you you just push through the night and then you go to, I don't know, noon to noon seems rough to me, but Ch- endurance athletes drafting 24 hours of fantasy football. If you're listening to this, it might still be going. It's going to be going until till noon Pacific time on Friday. So uh, yeah, but I will be on around midnight central time, uh, Thursday night slash Friday morning for a little while, drafting some best ball underdogs. They've already raised a lot of money for uh, for great charity cause over there. I don't remember the name of the charity, but it does, uh, they provide, uh, sports equipment for, for disabled folks and, and help them get in all that, uh, some pretty incredible stories they were interviewing right before we jumped on here. I was watching it and interviewing, uh, somebody that, you know, he had had, you know, an accident and in real rough times and a, a suicide attempt and everything, and then found this company and got into, to get into sports with people with similar disabilities and, changed his life, saved his life, so great stories. Definitely go check all that out. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Great cause, and hey, drafted best ball teams. When I was delayed on my nice response, Rod, I was making a pick on a on a best ball team, so my apologies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you're a company man, so I'm sure you were doing right. it all for all for the SGP. I got
1: about 15 slow drafts going on right now,
0: so Jesus I'm all over Jesus Christ. This. All right. Well, then let's get you back to those. Uh, and we will come back tomorrow with our special Friday fun day. We may even do it
1: live. What the hell? I don't know. We'll figure this out. I think we have to, right? I think uh, we kind of yeah, do.
0: Hopefully, Friday evening.
1: Well, we'll have to figure out the time. Who knows? But whatever time works, we'll jump on. We'll build some parlays. Throw out some crazy bets. We're gonna hit something wild this week to make up for a, a shitty cup card last week.
0: <laughs> this is our way of telling you get in the Discord because it's the That's way right. to do it. Or of course follow and us. Hey, on subscribe X. to
1: the the YouTube. That's where you gotta be. Hit the subscribe. Hit the bell. Mm-hmm. It'll notify you when we do go live. And uh, yeah, then you can you can join in. Give us your takes. Give us your picks. Maybe we'll throw out some picks from from the people. We'll have
0: a fun day. We will have a very fun day. So, Uh, all right. Well, in the meantime, Cody, as you prepare for your appearance on the uh, draft day marathon, let everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Ton of NFL stuff out right now for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Last word on sports, all kinds of stuff going on. So check it out. Uh, Follow the show as well at NASCAR gambling. Leave us a rating review. Those help us so much. The bosses notice. We need the momentum going into football season. Don't go away just because football's there. Trust me, you're going to enjoy both sports. I do it every single year, and I'm balls deep in fantasy football nonstop. So, uh, yeah, but great times. All right, come back tomorrow. Join us. Uh, we're going to have some fun.
0: Yep, hit that notification. Let us, uh, let them know when you're – or let you know when we're going live. I've reached my expiration date. I'm, I'm like ranch that's past its prime. <laughs> I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link at the bottom. Everything I got going on. Whether it's here, check out the back road in between media. We've got that going on right now. Talking Watkins Glenn as well. And then of course tomorrow I will be on my Fast Money Parlay Friday show for frequency's sake. Plus I've got all kinds of stuff going on on the website as well for football. Busy, busy times, but can't, won't have it any other way. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Until then, let's go racing and let. It rides!